What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond, listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is a very special one. It's a listener summit, our second ever listener summit. Three listeners to the program are going to join the show, and we're going to talk uh, Blazers present, Blazers future, what fans want to see, what listeners and fans want to see from this team in the offseason, what their expectations are for next season, and what they've seen from the young guys during a whole bunch of losing here down the stretch for the Blazers. It's a ton of fun. So let's get into it. Joining me now on the Lockdown Blazers Listener Summit, listener Scott. Scott, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Oh, living the dream, living the dream. Uh, we're just going to sort of, let's chat big picture stuff here. Yep. Uh, are you watching the games? <laughs> are, you still, yeah. are you still watching the games? I am watching. I'm not as, not as intense about it. Like I can hear other things happening in the house now. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't yeah. as like in November when they were bad, you were like locked in, uh, oh, but yeah. they've, they've kind of weaned you off and now you're, but you're still tuning in. Yeah, totally tuning in. Um, yeah, in November, you still have a uh, fool's hope. Right, right, right. Yeah, just like most teams have a fool's hope and most fans have a fool's hope. But yeah, I'm I'm relatively locked in, but I have kids and they take my attention anyways. Exactly. So I'm letting, I'm letting them have more of my attention for those two hours where they would otherwise get like 50% of it. Yeah, well, it's like, sorry, I got to watch Jalen Horde, okay? <laughs> daddy's daddy's busy. He has to watch Vit Kretschy. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, Jalen Horde, uh, Blazers legend. Blazers legend with a 2020 game, game against his former team. Saved, saved the Blazers' tank, incredible tank off. Um, that- what have you appreciated about this stretch? Um, obviously, there's other things, but let's say post- Ant shutdown, post all-star, post ant shutdown. What have you appreciated about this stretch for the Blazers? The rookies. And it's it's uh kind of crazy when you think about it because we just there we have a pretty good crop of rookies yeah. right now. Four pretty rookies, decent. Keon and Trendon and Greg and uh Brandon Williams. And that's yeah. like four of the eight players who are actually signed to contracts. Or two-way contracts. Well, we'll be we'll be involved next year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and like I think it's not. I mean, depending how the summer goes, it's not unreasonable to think at least one of them, maybe even two of them, will carve out like a ninth or tenth spot in the rotation. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing Keon playing, and I same with Brandon Williams, just because they have a lot of guards. Yeah. Um, if if, no, if Josh sure. Hart and Ant and Dame are available, it's hard to see a guard playing. Yeah. But I would say Trenton Watford has an outside chance to be part of the rotation. And Greg Brown, um, he was not an NBA player when the season started or no, close to it. And he has taken real leaps. Yeah. Um, if there is something to be made from this like stretch of Blazers basketball, that has quite frankly frustrated me to no end because it's just like, what is the point of this? <laughs> what is What are we doing here? Well, but, May like, 17th will be the point. Exactly. Exactly. When they get to draft, you know, when they have the sixth and ninth pick in the NBA draft yeah. and it's like, Oh, I, I get it. Or yeah. sorry, Blazer fans. Let me give us you the first and ninth pick in the NBA yeah, draft. Yeah. <laughs> no, the first and ninth pick. Yes. Or the second or third. I'd be happy with that. Hey, yeah, anywhere in the uh, top three, they'll be in a good, they'll be in a good spot. Do you want them to use both their draft picks or do you want them to wheel and deal? I want them to think hard about about that second draft pick, that potential right. New Orleans draft pick. I mean, if I definitely want them to use their first draft pick, just because Agreed. I think there has to be a bridge between 
now and later. Yeah. And there are some decent players, even if they stay at six, that I think whoever you're going to trade for, I think the upside for those guys for the for this draft class might be reasonably higher than what you might be able to trade for. Um, definitely that second pick. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it if they kept it. Yeah, I think that's fair. But yeah. but you, you if you're trying to do this thing with Damian Lillard on the roster, right? Like he's yeah. he's 32 years old. He's. Um, I don't think. I, I think maybe not outside and maybe here people still think Dame's really good, but I think there's a perception that he's like bad now. Um, I don't, I, I think he's still going to be one of the very good offensive players in the league next year. I'm willing to wager. Um, I'm not going to actually bet on it, but I'm shout out to betonline.net. But I, um, I, I am a, a believer that Damian Lillard is going to be an offensive force next season. Yes. And that means that they'll have a, a baseline of competence, which means that adding vets and not rookies, as you mentioned, they already have four rookies yes. or we'll have four second year guys in the roster next year, including Didi Luzada. Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I think there's a case to be made for adding a vet to try to compete, but I'm with you. If you get the fifth pick in the draft, you don't trade that for somebody good. You try to get the best, you know, you get, you pick sixth or you pick third or whatever it might be. You try to get the best possible player because even good teams desperately need rookies. It's incredibly yes. important to building. So yeah, I'm, I'm with and that's you on the that. beauty of what that's the beauty of what they're trying to do is put themselves in the position to be able to have both. Exactly. And on May 17th, if they don't have both, there's going to be a massive letdown. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> because man. The, the, the arguments, the argument of whether or not to keep their own draft pick, that six or top four, six, seven or top four, those are going to get louder. Yeah. And I'd be a little worried that they would seriously consider trading the number six pick. Um, Me too. And I, particularly because Damian Lord is going to have a big voice in what happens. Yeah. And when you're yeah. asking Dame, do you want this proven NBA commodity or this 19 year old? I, I, I'm going to assume he's going to say proven NBA commodity, please. Totally. And that's what that's the uh, that's what you live with when you have a top 10 or 15 player in the league. Right. And nobody is like in two or three years, no one's going to remember the stretch between December and May they're not going to look back and be, Hey, remember that time they tanked? Like that'll be the extent of the conversation. Oh, unless they get, unless they draft Jabari Smith jr. And but that, he's like an MVP, be, but then Jabari will be the right, 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 right. Good point. Jabari will be the, uh, the line, right. The line won't be, Oh, remember all the, those times they lost back to back to Houston and they lost four times to OKC. Like the minutia of it's going to get swept under the rug. Absolutely. And the thing that we can look forward to, is Dame trying to prove that he's a legit top 10 player again. Yeah. And if we have that guy, then you kind of just have to live with whatever he think is, whatever he thinks is the next best step. And I'm willing to do that. Um, do you think they're going to be good again next year? Like what's your faith in them being, let's say like above the play in range next above season? The, I was going to ask what your definition of good is. I Okay. Uh, Better I than that, sixth or something like that. Better than seventh out of, a secured playoff spot like this time next year where they're securely in the playoffs and not, it doesn't matter what happens in the last five games or, or something. I've, I've given it a lot of thought. I think they can, I don't think it's a guarantee they make the playoffs next year at all. I, I There's would a agree. ton of good teams. There's a lot of teams that had injuries and unfortunate circumstances that are, if you assume they're going to be whole. And then there's some young teams that are going to get better, presumably. Yep. 
But New Orleans is going to be better. The Lakers are going to be, I have no idea. The The Clippers are probably going to be a lot better next year. Yeah. There's there's some teams that are out of the playoff picture right now that are going to take a jump. And then there's the Minnesotas and the San Antonios that are kind of on the rise. So yeah, it's I would say no guarantee for sure. Yeah, well, there's the Minnesota, San Antonios, and Memphis, Memphises who are now in the playoffs who weren't in the playoffs when the Blazers were in the playoffs two right. years ago. Right, right, right. So yeah, I think they have a reasonable chance to be a top six team. I I think that that's what I'm hoping for and I'll be happy if they are. And if they add, I guess if they have this team and they add a Jeremy Grant or a similar decent starter, they, and Dame can be even what we saw at his best this year, then I think they are a top end playing team, bottom half top six team. I think that's reasonable. I do think that they probably have a better chance of being in the lottery again than winning a first round series yeah that's probably true (laughs) but but this is the ride we're on and you just enjoy like i'm enjoying this part of the season and i'll enjoy whatever happens next season it's just that's the you know i mean i could only hope that i'm in your position that you've been in the last couple of days with your team i can only hope that i'm on the losing end of a championship game someday yeah, I've I've joked. I have a really good friend who's a Minnesota sports fan. And I've joked with him. I'm like, do you know that your team can play the last game of the season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm totally. like, like even if you lose, do you know your team could play the final game of the year? Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, he's he's like, hey, the Lynx, man, the Lynx. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true, no. you know, dynasty in the middle 2000s. So shout out yes. to the Lynx, S- Scott. Yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I hope, I hope for your sake that the Blazers get a chance to lose a championship here in the near future. And wouldn't it be nice another lose, lose another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would, uh, that's, that's what I keep my fingers crossed for. There you go. Thanks so much, man. Thanks Mike. Today's show was brought to you by BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. More lines, more props, more odds than any other place. So if you want to bet on the end of the NBA season, the play-in or the playoffs, you're going to find odds and lines and props on all of those games every single day leading up to the end of the season. It's also Masters weekend. So if you want to bet on your boy Eldrick Woods down there in Augusta, Georgia, you can do that too. And any other sport, not just basketball and golf, you'll find all the odds, all the props, all the lines. So go take advantage of it today. That's bet online where the games start. All right, let's keep it rolling with this Listener Summit. Next, we're going to hear from Listener Rachel. She's got some fun insights on what's next with the Blazers. And joining me now, Listener Rachel, you can find her at PDX underscore Rachel on Twitter. Rachel, how are you doing? Pretty good. The sun came out today. I'm happy. There you go. I'm doing all right. Um, I lost a light during this record. So for listeners who are watching this on YouTube, the studio did get a little bit darker, um, but hopefully we'll recover the light before the end of the week. So other than other than having, a, you know, just the tech world conspire against me, I am doing wonderfully. Uh, when you're watching this, well, first of all, and I, I'm asking everybody this, you still watching the Blazer games? Are they, still, are they still drawing your attention for two and a half hours, a couple nights a week? No, honestly, um, not watching most of the games. Um, I am a season ticket holder, so I did go to five games 
in the last two weeks or something like that. There you that. go. Yeah. So you've um, seen a bunch. We did not stay till the end on all of them either. Um, I attend with a kid and um, when he's tired, we go. Um, so yeah, I admit I am not, I am, we're not, we're not tuning in. That's, hey, games. listen, they're not, they're not giving you a lot of reason to tune in. This is, they have chosen a direction and that direction is not exactly like, please watch till the end. Um, they're like, they're selling you hope for the future, not um, high level entertainment in the present. I'm curious, uh, how old is the child that you attend Blazer Games with? He's 11. Uh, and and so what, we, ex what excites an 11 year old boy about the Portland Trailblazers? Um, he actually knows every single player he has since he was four years old and he first like recited the roster in order by Jersey number. Um, but he, he actually loves the young guys. He, he, every year, Damian Lillard's always his number one. Damian Lillard has been number one since he was about one years old. So he doesn't know life without him. Right. Um, right. but he always has an underdog player that's his other second his other favorite player um so you know there have there have been some tears this year because he loved norman powell and then he loved dennis smith jr and um he cried when dennis smith jr got waved um oh. and um but he also loves trendon so much um we actually took advantage of uh, of the lull in uh, fandom this year and bought cheap tickets down to the 100 level for his birthday. Um, it was, I'm pretty sure Trent had heard him yelling his name. Well, <laughs> it was not too loud in there. Um, it was unfortunately the game Trent got hurt. Oh no. <laughs> um, were you guys on that basket? Were you on that end? Or were you no, we were at the other, we were right oh, at the other basket. Thank, thank um, goodness. Yeah. So um, and luckily the news came out pretty quickly that he wasn't really as badly hurt as we all thought. Right. But I wonder with, with, so like an obsessive 11 year old about sports, um, who was an obsessive four year old about sports, very close to home for me. <laughs> that that yeah. is, uh, that sounds like a lot like what I might've been. I kind of taught myself to read so I could read, uh, the sports page back when, uh, newspapers were a thing exactly. that people read every day. So that was like, you know, I was like, I want to, I want to, I know that my dad reads the sports page. I want it after him. I need to learn how to read so I can read the box scores. Um, so, and I was pretty young to do that. So that I love that. That is really, that really um, strikes me uh, in, in the whatever heartstrings. How do you explain to a sixth grader, fifth grader that their team is losing on purpose? Like, how do you, how do you square the intentional losing? My kid actually really gets it. Um, so he's, he's a couple times been in the, in the stands this season going tank 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 <laughs> um, so while we would never you know it's, it's a weird thing for me I grew up as a Mariners fan kind of similar experience to you I would actually draw my own version of the sports page trying to recreate <laughs> a winning team I love it. um um but um he gets it he he looks at the standings. He 
he now checks the tankathon and sees like what our spots could be. He got really into draft prospects and made his own draft board with, you know, we've got, we've got a whole like cork board with like little post-it notes with guys' names and stats oh, written on them. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. So it's turned into like a home, you know, kind of a, he's not homeschooled, but it's turned into kind of a, a research project. Um, I love that. I love that. So that's kind of the angle we've taken is just like going into the looking at prospects. Um, I'm taking him to the Nike Hoop Summit on Friday. Awesome. That was one of his birthday presents. Um, so he's just getting kind of more into that side of like. He's a, now he's a scout. Now he's, 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 he's gone from Blazer fan to scout. Now he's got to scout exactly. the future. He's, scout, he's scouting guys for the next few years. He's, well, tell him, uh, yeah, tell him, you know, you, you, you have my contact info. Tell him, tell him to reach out when he, if he's got a good lead on someone who I should talk about on the show. Cause I'll, I will. Uh, I will. I'll give him he's, that. He's been begging for his own Twitter, but I don't think we're not quite there I don't, yet. I don't know. So. <laughs> no, it's not a, listen, it's not a good place for anyone. Certainly not. Um, you know, what? Uh, fifth and sixth grader what excites you about this team particularly maybe not now but now it's fine but what excites you about sort of the the next step the next evolution of the trailblazers i i love the young guys for me like a lot of my fandom isn't necessarily focused on having to win a championship to me that's like that's not why i I follow the team amen you know one a lot of good ways to have a good season without winning a championship i'm with you rachel yeah i would say most of the team's most teams don't win. Um, 29 of them lose. I and, agree. And we've had a really great run of really fun playoff years. I mean, really miserable playoff years as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but some fun runs. And I've enjoyed those years. Um, and I kind of, I look forward to getting back to it and to having my hopes raised every year that it's going to be the year we might take it all the way. Um, I love watching the development of the young guys. Um, I love watching Dame lead and be a mentor. Um, and, and I sort of recognize that he kind of hit a burnout point. He doesn't look as engaged anymore. Um, I, um, he does not. He looks like someone who's ready for the season to be over. And I say, Dame, welcome to the club. Yeah. But I hope I, it seems, it seems like he's kind of recognized that in himself and is taking a step back and hopefully is going to come back kind of refreshed and ready to, ready to do that emotional pouring in that he does right every year um so hopefully he's ready to do that again um it's been one of those things that i've kind of secretly been worried about for years just like how long is that sustainable just like right he's filled up a lot of cups he's filled (laughs) up a lot of cups in his life how much how much more can he pour into this uh particularly when you start to contemplate your it's, it's like NBA mortality. It's not your life, right? Like he's going to live a long and fun life when he's done with this. He's made, he's going to make you know, $400 million off the NBA. He's going to do what he wants to when he's done with this. And I'm excited for that right. stage of his career. But there is there is a contemplating your sort of professional existence that I think can wear on guys. And I think last year he... I think last July we saw him battle that more publicly than we ever have when he was like, I haven't made up my mind what the future is going to be. And it was like, oh, wow, we haven't heard him talk like this before. But I I think that he came to peace with whatever that was in the last few months and the mm-hmm. way he talked about the team when he came back in the fall and the fact that he's still here talking about the future of this team. When he's talking about Joe Ingles and to Chris Haynes, he's saying, Oh, we got, we got Ingles on the team now. It's like, he's invested in the future again. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, 
I'm with you, Rachel. I think there's reason to be optimistic that he's going to come back and be same old Dame, both basketball-wise and all the soft stuff that make makes him so special. I do think, too, the team had started to rely on him to, to play that role, and they've now, I think, put in some staff that has taken on some more of that sort of teaching and mentoring in a different way. Um, like, I love following, like, I follow Coach Eddie on all of her social media. Uh-huh. I think, like, her and some of the assistant coaches are are doing some of that pouring in and doing some of that um that mentoring and building those building those relationships um so maybe that takes a little load off of him as well yeah Um, i i I think there's something to that right like um just anyone who works a job that if you are constantly managing all your coworkers, that it takes a lot out of you (laughs) that that is like just a normal part of professional life um and damon lord in addition to having that responsibility also has to play something like 100 basketball games every year so uh, it's uh it's 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 a lot for him uh one more before you get out of here i know that you've got the draft you've got the draft board up at home do you want the Blazers to use both picks? Do you want two rookies or do you want them to wheel and deal and all that stuff? Uh, it's, it's tough. We, that's actually, that's a discussion we've been having around the house. Um, definitely want them to use that first pick. Definitely yeah. hope it's high so that they have, you know, some real choice there. Cause I think they have to pick somebody that's not a development project. It has to be somebody who can kind of hit the ground running. Yep. Um, so it's got to be some, I mean, I, it, it might expand outside of that top three, but it's, you know, it's got to right. be someone that's up there. The second piece, I don't know. I kind of, am, I, I always have this hope that they've got some more cards up their sleeve as far as what contacts they're making. Um, you know, maybe it's Jeremy Grant, um, but maybe there's something else out there as other right. teams are right. quietly imploding or, um, you know, as other teams don't do as well as they want in the playoffs. So um, things change. I, I agree. Have, Quickly. We at least have some flexibility. Uh Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's, that's the F word. That's a dangerous word to use here. Um, but um, I, yeah, I, I would, I think you're right. Like I agree with that hundred percent. I think you, 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 the, the Portland pick, you want it to be as high as possible and get a really good player. And you want that player to be named Jamari Smith jr. <laughs> And with the other pick, with the other pick, if you, if there's somebody you like, like, I'm not a big draft guy, I'm, I'm learning along with everyone in the, over the next couple of months. But if you, if there's somebody you like, you go for it. And if there's not, I think you try to go get veteran help. Um, I think I am, we are simpatico on that logic there uh, because I and agree. If there's, you, a, you, if there's a veteran that Dame would be happy playing with, I just, if we can get, if we can get a great forward from anywhere, um, Exactly. Please Whatever that looks them. like. Yeah. What <laughs> an NBA quality starting power forward on the team. Sign them up. Exactly. Awesome. So. Rachel, thank you so much for joining the show. This was a ton of fun. Thank you. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. And we're still continuing our listener summit. Next up, we're talking with my man, Ben, the king of the over-unders. Let's see what Ben has to say. Joining me now, listener Ben, at Ben underscore Sprouse on Twitter, the king of the over-unders. Ben, how you doing? Not too bad, Mike. What's going on? 
Oh, not much. I've, I've been, I've, I've owed you this for two years. You have sent me some really good preseason over unders, um, just basically created content for the show. So I probably should have sent you like 20 bucks, but, uh, instead I got you on here for the listener summit, our second ever listener summit, and I'm hitting you with over unders here. So that's what we're going to do to close out the show. Uh, if, if listeners, if you don't know, uh, like I just said, Ben has has just un, has just sh- hit me on Twitter with a couple over unders, like a long list of them, and we've done full shows of, of Ben's lists. So uh, he's he's hooked it up with some great over unders, some great prediction stuff that we have mostly gotten wrong, <laughs> like pretty consistently gotten <laughs> wrong, uh, particularly this year when things went a little sideways. So uh, let's I got some over unders for you. First over under is one and a half games you'll watch the remainder of the season. Over or under unfortunately it's probably going to be over um oh wow too much of a diehard unfortunately so um i will probably catch the last ones just because uh i love basketball but uh yeah unfortunately i'm gonna pound the over on that one yeah that's that's tough that is tough i mean it's see it's the pelicans that that game is kind of interesting and i guess the final home game is um is worth watching because they'll do some fan appreciation stuff so you're i mean you have a sickness, but I, um, I, I too share their sickness. So I'm going to watch all of them for, for a variety <laughs> of reasons. Okay. Over under 22 and a half points per game for Anthony Simons next year. I think that's a good line. Um, I'm going to go with the under though. Um, assuming that they, they're able to bring in someone who is kind of like a, a pseudo third option, just like him. Um, and maybe he'll even be a second option next year. I'm not really sure, but um, I think there's going to be someone coming in at least, you know, hopefully that uh, is going to gobble up a few of his shots. And so um, I think I'm going to pound the under and I have him sitting at right about, about 20, which would be awesome. But Yeah. I was going to say, I would probably move it to 19 and a half. Where would you go on 19 and a half? I would, I would hit the over. I'm All right. There we 50. go. Um, there yeah, we go. I think, uh, I think that's a good line. 22 and a half is what you gave me for CJ this year. I looked up what you gave me for CJ. So I was giving the ant as the, as the CJ fest simile mm. uh, over under 27 and a half starts for Josh Hart next season. Mm. Man, I'm going to, I'm going to pound the under on that one because uh, I'm kind of hoping that they start Nas actually. Um mainly just because I like a little bit more of what he brings, although it's been a little bit tough to gauge Josh and kind of project him for next year, just because he's had this kind of expanded role since he's been on the squad. So, um, but yeah, I'm hoping for the under because I'd like to see Nas in that role in a perfect world. I'd like to see them both coming off the bench, but um, I'm going to pound under on that one. I I agree with you in a perfect world. Your guys, first guys off the bench are Nazir Little and Josh Hart, and then you're probably a pretty good team, but Mm -hmm. that means that you have like, a real NBA starting caliber small forward and right. the path from here in April to there in August is uh, it's a dicey one. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's a long way to go. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, I don't think he will start. I don't think he would like if like, so that's going to start. That's why it's like about 28. Right. So he's not, I don't think you think it's something like half the games, right. um, you know, maybe with a little health, he's the, you know, health issues. He's the first guy in there, but I think I would right. lean with you on the under, I think, um, you know, I was trying to set these lines where about where I thought they were, but I think I would lean with you. Um, over yeah. under seven and a half assists per game for Damian Lamont, Ollie Lillard senior next year. I'm going to go with the over. Um, I think, uh, again, trying to be optimistic as well. Um, 
I think uh, hopefully we're going to have some more pieces around him that are a little bit more complimentary next year. And he's been, you know, he's been right at that number or right around right. there for the last couple of years. And he's had, you know, some guys that gobble up shots and, and do a lot of stuff on their own. So I think uh, if Cronin's able to put the right pieces around him, uh, be it a grant or, or whoever, someone that can more spot up and play a little bit more complimentary then I think uh, I think he can he can be over on that one. Yeah, Ant, if you just sub in Ant for CJ, Ant is more comfortable as a catch-and-shoot yeah. guy than CJ was. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're relatively similar in terms of, like, I've said, like, overall skill set, if you were to just, like, paint with a broad brush. But but CJ wants to catch and cook. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I watch him play with the Pelicans. He still wants to catch and cook. Not much has, much has changed, but it's like he's he's averaging more assists there just because the personnel is a little bit different. I am. I will go under probably on seven and a half assists for Dame, but I think it's going to be like seven point three. You know, yeah. like I'm. This is like if I if I had said it at seven, I'd probably take the over because I think this is right right in this range. Yeah, um, I think it answer number two also like, uh, and it's it's going to depend on what he does with his game. Like if he starts going to the cup more, like we all kind of want or would like to see a little bit more, then that might eat away at some of Dame's assists. But if he keeps spotting up like he typically has been playing off of Dame, then we might see more assists there. It's I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That's the interesting balance, right? Is like you want Ant to be a, uh, himself and you want him to right. continue to grow and be an attacker, but you also just like, it's the how the NBA works. Like you just want your players to fit next to your best player. Yeah. Like you want, you say like, what is Dame best at? Okay, he wants to spread the floor and run a pick and roll. You kind of just want guys who can do that with him. Obviously you want everyone to grow and sort of the idea was Chauncey was going to come and change all these things. I don't think we really saw that. I think this year was incredible, like basically impossible to judge what Chauncey Billups right. is as a coach. But like some of the basic math of the NBA is like, what does your best player do well? Who compliments that? And so I think, I think you're right. Like maybe you see Ant, I don't regress isn't the right word, but maybe you see him fit in better as a spacer. And then when those minutes, when Dame isn't off the floor, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. go like be yourself. Um, yeah. He's that one's really curious to me. The whole assist thing is really curious to me because the Blazers were, you know, like dead last in assists and they were like improved to 26th. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but, but I mean, again, it's like, I have, this season is such a, such a weird one. So I have, I have no idea oh, how, how to judge it, uh, over under 110 made threes next year for Nazir little. And because he didn't get to prep on this, I'll give you this one. He, he made 51 in 42 games this year. So will he make 110 next season? I'm going to say yes. Uh, I there think we go. Optimism. I'm, I'm going to go with the, the over on that one as well. Um, hoping that he starts at the, at the three um, or, or I should say, assuming that he starts at the three um, it seems like they're trying to target a four. So that would naturally, I guess, be either him or Josh Hart at the, at the three there. Right. Um, and hopefully he's working on his jump shot. I don't know how the shoulder is going to hold up, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit the over on that one, but, but barely, I think that's, a good yeah, one. I, it was 109 and a half is a lot. I had it at a hundred and I was like, no, he's yeah. going to hit, he's going to, yeah. he's going to scream past the over at a hundred. So we got to bump it up to, to 110 or 109 and a half is what I should have said it at, but you're the over yeah. under expert. I'm, I'm merely benefit <laughs> from your, uh, from your insights here. Uh, okay. Over under 1.5 rookies on the roster next season. Mm. I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the over, um, because I think they have a couple or at least one second they round. Have, pick. They have two second rounders. So that's, that's, I'm a little bit, I kind of think they won't use those because, mm -hmm. or like, I don't, they won't use them on players who play because they'll just get too crowded with young guys since they have so many young guys on the roster. But I guess between here and draft day, you could, some of those guys might change, but 
So yeah, let's well, let's change it up a little bit. Over under 1.5 first round rookies on the roster. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under on that one because I think if they get the Pelicans pick, they're going to move it. And yeah. if they, if I'm also not sure they're going to get the Pelicans pick to begin right. with. So, right. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where, where everything lands. Uh, and I don't really trust the Wolves actually. So I'm, I'm a little they, bit thinking. They have, they've been really bad on defense. They can't guard anyone yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, which terrible. is, yeah. So are, are you, you think the Pels are going to make the playoffs? I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I, I think CJ would be a little bit scary to go against in a one-game playoff if you're not a, a super experienced playoff team. I mean, we've seen him, and he's done it in the tournament before, before he got to the league, and and also a few times in the league. So um, I'm not saying yes or no, but I would I would I feel better about the Pels than I do about the Wolves, just slightly though. Yeah, bad shot makers are so good in, right. in single game elimination tournament mm-hmm. uh, situations, and him and Brandon Ingram are bad shot makers. They're dudes right. that's just like, hey, it didn't work out. Our plan did not work out. Can you bail us out? And both of those guys can really bail um, bail other teams out. They have some limitations. They don't. Their bench isn't very good. Like I like some of the Pelicans bench players, but they're not. Um, I like Najee Marshall, but that doesn't mean he's an NBA player. It's uh, right. you could appreciate guys who are like you know below average NBA guys. I really I love Jose Alvarado, but like if he's yeah. playing a bunch of minutes, uh, you are a borderline playoff team like they are. I'm I'm worried a little bit, quite honest. I think the Pelicans, I think they're straight up better than the Spurs, and they're gonna play a home yeah. game against San Antonio. They just mm-hmm. you know they've lost them a couple weeks ago, ten days ago, with Jonte Murray and all that. But I think they're better, and it's at home. And yeah. then I think I think the Clippers will beat the Wolves because the Cl- Norm's coming back. Norm Powell coming back yeah. tonight for my uh, Blazers fans who haven't seen the news yet. Uh, he'll be by the time you listen to this, I believe Norm Powell will already have played. So Norm Powell played tonight, uh, but okay. I think the Pels will, or I think the Clippers will beat the Wolves. So now you're talking in Minnesota against the Timberwolves, and like you said, I am I, my confidence is waning in them as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Wolves are going to have to, or excuse me, the Pels are going to have to deal with Cat, but right. um, I don't know if JV can handle that. Um, I think he can throw a, a big body on him, but uh, it's going to be like the the big men of the the bigger guys of of the Wolves with against kind of the smaller, skinnier guys on the on the Pels. So it'll be it's going to be a great game if that's yeah. where we land. If that's where we end up, it will be a fun game. Uh, maybe we'll all go to Target Center. All Lockdown Blazers right. listeners will pour into Target Center and spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to uh to get us to cheer on the blazers getting the ninth overall pick in the nba draft what do you want them to do with the picks you want them are you a draft or are you a, are you a wheel and deal type guy it depends where it lands man that's that's a cop-out answer right but i think it's, uh, it's the right answer though if we're if we're top four um and they have the opportunity to get i mean we, we just haven't had a big four an athletic four in so right. long like i'm i'm and we're about to have essentially a reasonable facsimile of what we've had for the last eight years with Damon Ant, with maybe a little more bounce at the two. But I think uh, I, I'm I'm for them picking. I like Jabari the most, uh, just for his length and everything. And um, I would love to see them pick him. Um, but if it's outside the top four, I'm definitely open to them trading. Um, but not really sure for who. Like again, like. As you've said many times, we're not really moving the needle that much farther than we've been in the past. Right. Or at least it's going to be tough to to be an actual contender, right? And so, 
you know, we'll see where they land. But and, and how do you balance that? Do you say, okay, we probably can't be a contender. Let's get a player that can take be a bridge to the next whatever the next iteration of this team or do you right. say okay screw it dame's 32 let's absolutely swing and I'll, even though we can only hit a double let's abs- let's crush a double let's hit the let's yeah. smoke this ball off the wall and maybe things will you know maybe things will work out they'll bumble it we'll score from second base on two errors that is right. <laughs> like, we'll end up in the conference finals exactly exactly so it's a I think you like good teams still need rookies. So I think if you have yeah. two top 10 picks, you got to take one, but if the Blazers end up with one top 10 pick and it's seventh, yeah, that's where the strange debate comes in is, is the seventh overall pick is, is Ben Matherin or whatever to throw out a name. Is he the guy who changes the direction of the franchise and is like worth it? Or is like tra- trading for Christian wood or whatever it might, you know, that type of thing. Like what is, right. where, what do you, what do you prioritize? I think that'll be, that's the fascinating part of this summer um, because I think we know some of the other moves. I think they're going to sign Ant and sign Nurk. And then it's like filling out the rest of the roster. Um, I'm, I am excited to see what happens. As am I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. I think they owe it to Dame to, uh, to try it again um, or to try something new because I mean, we, we're, we're not signing anyone like him and we're not typically not trading for people like him. Right. So they have to, uh, they have to capitalize on having someone that actually wants to be in Portland. Um, so I think they, they should, they should go for it. I'm with you. I'm with you, Ben. Thanks so much for joining the show. This was a ton of fun. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again to Scott. Rachel and Ben for joining the show. It was a ton of fun. This is the second one of these we've done. We've done two listener summits is what I'm calling these. We're bringing listeners to the podcast and get them on the show. If you want to get involved in one in the future, I just kind of decided to do these arbitrarily. I put them out on my Twitter feed. That's at Mike G Rich on Twitter. So make sure you are following me there. I'll send out a tweet. I'll ask you if you want to be part of the show. And if you respond to the tweet, I'll do my best to get you in the show. Uh, there was a lot of popularities. So we'll definitely do these again, particularly in the off season as big Blazers decisions comes up. I want to hear from y'all. This is your show. If you were a listener, so follow me on Twitter, come back. We'll do another listener summit. You can get involved too. In the meantime, keep listening to the show five days a week available, wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.